Hello and welcome to The Most Accurate Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gelhar. The Most Accurate Podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Week 6 is here and we'll be entering our daily fantasy lineups on FanDuel, where there are more ways to win. Today's intro song was Ain't Talkin' About Love by Van Halen off their self-titled debut album. In case you missed the news, guitar legend Eddie Van Halen passed away recently, so I wanted to use this intro to pay tribute to a true musical icon. I picked up the guitar in middle school because of Eddie Van Halen, so I just wanted to say, Eddie, you'll be missed but your incredible riffs will live on forever. This podcast is technically hitting the airwaves before week five is officially in the books, as Bill's Titans was bounced to Tuesday night due to COVID-19. If anything big from that game impacts the waiver wire, be sure to check out my waiver wire watch column on 444.com, as that'll be the best place to get info right before waivers are processed. That column is also where you can get the full rundown of over 30 players I highlight for consideration on the week six waiver wire. I discuss plenty of those players momentarily, but first, the news. We start in Dallas with the biggest and saddest news of the week, as Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott suffered a compound fracture and dislocation in his ankle. He has successfully gotten out of surgery and now begins the long road to recovery. I wish him well and hope he's back balling out ahead of his reported four- to six-month rehab process. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook suffered a groin injury during Sunday Night Football. The good news is that the injury isn't believed to be serious, and that Cook could potentially return to action in Week 8. The Vikings play the Falcons in Week 6, and then have their bye in Week 7. Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins is expected to miss a couple weeks with a hamstring injury. While Mecole Hardman's fantasy value gets a bump, mentally prepare yourselves for some tilting Demarcus Robinson touchdowns. They are coming. Reports are that Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey has little chance to play in Week 6, meaning we can saddle up Mike Davis for another workhorse performance. This is of course something we'll want to watch throughout the week in case McCaffrey makes it onto the practice field. Speaking of practice, Packers star wideout Devontae Adams returned to practice after the team's bye week. Adams looks to be fully recovered from a hamstring injury suffered in week two and should be good to go when the Packers play the Buccaneers this Sunday. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen was ruled out of Monday night's game with a back injury. The Chargers head into their bye in week six, so we'll have to monitor Allen's status and see how he recovers in the meantime. And rounding out the news this week, the Falcons fired head coach Dan Quinn and general manager Thomas Dimitrov. Raheem Morris has been named the interim head coach. He, once upon a time, coached the Buccaneers. Uh, not quite sure how this will shake out in fantasy, but as we saw with the Texans this past week, sometimes getting new blood in the coaching room can mean good things for a team. So hopefully, fingers crossed, good news for Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and company. All right, a quick reminder before we dive in. Uh, roster percentages are pulled from Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and free agent budget recommendations are based on a $100 season-long budget. Each positional list of recommendations will be ranked from top priority to lowest priority. And if this podcast or the article isn't good enough for you, don't forget, subscribers can join our Discord server. More information on that can be found on the 444 website. But the basic gist is we have a Discord server where you can chat directly with me. You will ask your questions via text in the Discord server, and then once a week on Tuesday, either at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. Eastern, I will answer all of your questions. Waiver wire, trades, 
start sits, you know, life questions, whatever you got, you can throw it in there. It's a lot of fun. So be sure to go to the 444 website, find out more about our Discord server, get a subscription and get direct access to me, TJ Hernandez, John Paulson, all of the best analysts 444 has to offer. All right. And with that, here are my top three quarterback ads of the week. Gardner Minshew for the Jaguars, 46% rostered. Kirk Cousins for the Vikings, 34% rostered. And Andy Dalton for the Cowboys, 32% rostered. Minshew was a top streamer last week and delivered, completing 31 of 49 passes for 301 yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions. Minshew gets a great matchup again next week when the Jaguars host the Lions, a team that has allowed two-plus touchdown passes to opposing quarterbacks in each game this season. The Jags haven't been as much of a dream team as we maybe have been hoping for with the mustache and everything, but the offense is moving, and Minshew is the one player to have in there because he's spreading targets around, making picking those wide receivers a little tougher. I'd say throw $3, maybe $5 at him on the waiver wire if you need a streamer this week. Cousins did a fine job in a great matchup on Sunday night, throwing for 249 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. We were hoping for a little more against the Seahawks, but the Vikings steamrolled them on the ground to start, lowering Cousins' potential ceiling. Cousins enters another plus matchup next week against the Falcons, a team that hasn't been able to stop any offense all year and has conceded the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. As I mentioned above, too, if the Falcons team gets a little bump with having a new coach there and getting the old uh, regime fired, that could mean Cousins gets into a shootout, and with Dalvin Cook injured, could mean good things for Cousins and fantasy. Rounding out this list, of course, there are more quarterbacks on the list at the full waiver wire watch article, is Andy Dalton for the Cowboys. Uh, With Dak Prescott suffering that terrible injury, Dalton, the stable veteran, comes in. It was a smart signing for the Cowboys to grab a veteran like Dalton, as he was able to come in on Sunday and deliver some clutch passes to help the Cowboys win late in the fourth quarter. The best news for Dalton is that he's got a just loaded arsenal of talented weapons around him. Andy Dalton's best performance in fantasy and in real life football came when he had a great situation around him. That was back in about 2015 with the Bengals. He had good A.J. Green. He had Tyler Eifert. That team was ready to roll. Dalton has a pretty similar situation here, a weaker offensive line, so that raises some concerns, but he gets a good matchup next week facing an Arizona defense that has been vulnerable to good quarterbacks. They've allowed 18-plus fantasy points to Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Teddy Bridgewater each this year. Okay, before jumping into the rest of this week's waiver wire targets, I need to remind you that the most accurate podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Week 6 of the NFL season is here, and we are entering our fantasy lineups on FanDuel. If you've never played before, the good news is FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free this NFL season with no deposit required. And if traditional daily fantasy seems daunting, they are now offering daily snake drafts, which are the simplest way to try daily fantasy. You draft just like a season-long league, but with winners every day, giving you the best of seasonal drafting with DFS all-in-one package. Here's how it works. You find a daily snake draft. You draft your team live as the draft starts when the contest fills. You and your opponents each draft six players in a six-round draft with 30 seconds per pick. There is no salary cap or other limitations like in other daily fantasy contests. Personally, I've loved doing these. Uh, They've been a nice refresher. Drafts are always one of my favorite parts of the year. And it's just a different element of strategy. You know, without that salary cap, you can kind of build your, you have a little more freedom to build your team. And it leads to some unique and interesting drafts. You can sign up uh, for FanDuel and they will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those of you who want to dive right in, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com TMAP or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. Again, that is FanDuel.com TMAP. FanDuel, more ways to win. Moving on to running backs, I'm going to give you just the top four this week. There are more on the waiver wire watch column on 444.com, but these are the main guys to target. 
Justin Jackson for the Chargers, 42% rostered. Alexander Madison for the Vikings, 40% rostered. Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals, 64% rostered. And Ernest Johnson for the Browns, 42% rostered. So Jackson looked great on Monday night, potentially leapfrogging Joshua Kelly for the lead back duties, that's an air quotes, lead is, uh, with Austin Eckler on the sideline. Jackson outtouched Kelly 20-12 and outgained him 94-38. Jackson looked spry, looked fresh, was hitting hard cuts. Uh, so if he was passed over on your waiver wire last week, make him a priority this week. Madison might be the better one week fill in um, because Jackson is on his buy in week six, but Jackson has more long term appeal with Austin Eckler going to be on the shelf for a long time and Dalvin Cook looking like he's coming back in a week or two. And speaking of Dalvin Cook, his groin injury, as I mentioned, uh, tests are pretty positive. He might only miss a couple weeks, but Madison should still be a top target. While I'd throw maybe $25 at Justin Jackson, I'd even throw $20, $15 of a free agent budget at uh, Alexander Madison, even though it's only going to be one week. The Vikings offense moves through their running backs, and Madison ended Sunday Night Football with 23 touches for 136 total yards. He's a great matchup potentially for his only week fill-in against the Falcons defense that has just been gashed by everybody and anybody throughout the season. Uh, Mike Boone will probably get some carries as well, but Madison looks to have at the low end RB2, but probably RB1 upside next week. Uh, next up is Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals. Edmonds continues to outshine Kenyon Drake in the Cardinals offense despite receiving far fewer touches on the ground. If and when, hopefully, that balance of power shifts, Edmonds has massive upside as he continues to out-target Drake in the passing game. So far, he's out-targeted him 22-6 this season. Drake is still available in nearly 40% of leagues on Yahoo, and that should change. If you're in a more casual league and Edmonds is open, go get him. And rounding out the top running back pickups is Ernest Johnson for the Browns. He was scooped up a lot last week. He got to 42% rosters, and he only handled nine touches compared to 24 for Kareem Hunt against the Colts. But the Browns may have relied on Hunt more uh, since it was a tough Colts defense. I think Johnson should still be rostered. The Browns have another tough matchup in Week 6 against the Steelers, so Johnson may not be featured as much again if they lean on Hunt. However, this is a run-first attack, and they could pound the ball a lot, giving Johnson some low-end flex appeal in what should be a closer committee. Moving on to wide receivers, here are my top recommendations heading into week six. No surprise here, Chase Claypool from the Steelers, 14% rostered, leads the way. It's followed by Brandon Cooks from the Texans, 43% rostered. T. Higgins from the Bengals, also 43% rostered. Mecole Hardman for the Chiefs, 32% rostered. And Marquez Veldes-Scantling for the Packers, 34% rostered. All right, back up to Claypool. Hello, Chase Claypool. Claypool had been a uh, frequent appearer in uh, our waiver wire watch column on 444.com, another reason you should go read that. But with Deontay su Johnson suffering another injury, this time his back, Claypool was clearly a focal point in the Steelers' offense. He saw 11 targets, caught 7 of them for 110 yards, and even handled 3 rushing attempts, scoring 1. His 4-touchdown game might mean the genie's out of the bottle, and Claypool could become a heavy feature in the Steelers' offense. He's the top priority at the position this week. Brandon Cooks had a much higher roster percentage last week, but after posting a goose egg in the stat sheet, he was dropped in a ton of leagues. That's why it might be time to strike on him now. He had a team-high 12 targets for 161 yards and a touchdown in the Texans' first game without Bill O'Brien. Uh, Cooks should be a target if he's available in your league, so be sure to check your waiver wire. T. Higgins tied with Joe Mixon to lead the Bengals in targets with 8, only catching 4 for 63 in what was an overall rough and disappointing outing for the Bengals' offense. The Bengals' schedule opens up really favory in the coming weeks, though, and Higgins is averaging 7.5 targets per game over his last four. I really think he's a sneaky pickup on the waiver wire who could have starting potential the rest of the way. 
Miko Hartman has also been featured frequently in the column and in the podcast, and now Sammy Watkins appeared to pull his hamstring against the Raiders and should be out a couple weeks per reports. That puts Hardman into starting consideration given his speed, talent, and the upside of the Chiefs offense in general. Hardman only saw three targets on Sunday, but could see plenty of volume when the Chiefs enter a potential shootout with the Bills next week. And surprisingly, Marquez Valdez-Scantling saw his roster percentage drop over 30% after a quiet game last week on Monday Night Football, followed by his bye week. With Alan Lazard on injured reserve, MVS should still seem to some decent volume, and his volume is critical for fantasy as he gets those high upside, but also high variance, deep targets. Uh, with Devontae Adams returning, MVS should be facing softer coverage and could also uh, find himself in more space given how versatile that Packers offense is. He's a mid-tier wide receiver three next week against the Buccaneers, but that could potentially turn into a shootout, so I like MVS's upside. All right, real quick to run those back for you, that was Chase Claypool. Brandon Cooks, T. Higgins, Nicole Hardman, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'd throw $20-plus at Claypool and Cooks, 15 to 20 at Higgins and Hardman, and maybe uh, 13 to 15 at MVS. All right, let's round it out with tight ends. There really aren't a lot of low-roster percentage tight ends that are viable starters right now, so a couple of these guys might be gone in your league. If you need more options, be sure to head to 444.com, check out the waiver wire watch, but here are the top three pickups in our uh, article this week at tight end. We've got Eric Ebron from the Steelers, 54% rostered. Rob Gronkowski from the Buccaneers, 53% rostered. And Jimmy Graham from the Bears, 40% rostered. Ebron was second on the Steelers in targets on Sunday with six, catching five for 43. That now makes it three straight games for Ebron with five plus targets and 43 plus yards. That's obviously, you know, not weak winning upside, but in a PPR league, that's very solid production at a tough position. I think Ebron's a solid streamer this week when the Steelers play the Browns, a team that have been beaten by tight ends throughout the year. Gronk caught three of his six targets for 52 yards against the Bears on Thursday Night Football, but he could see more volume in Week 6. The Buccaneers will have to keep pace with a high-powered Packers offense. Gronk is averaging over five targets per game uh, throughout his last three games, and with O.J. Howard out, potentially Chris Godwin still out, Tom Brady could turn to old reliable. As for Jimmy Graham, he's now seen five-plus targets in three straight games as well, scoring a touchdown in two of those. He kind of needs his touchdown to really hit in fantasy, though, as he's not getting quite as many yards, but he has touchdown upside given his size and usage in the red zone. Chicago plays a Panthers team in Week 6 that could force them to take to the air, as the Panthers have been frisky on offense. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Most Accurate Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends, especially, though, those ratings and reviews. Those really help us out. Uh, as I said, there is still Tuesday Night Football, so there will not be any podcast updates from me on that. I'm sure the guys at the end of the week will have you covered on that. And as I mentioned, hit the waiver wire watch on 444.com for updates from Tuesday Night Football. All right, I'm Alex Gelhar as usual. Good luck in week six, and let the sweet riff of Eddie Van Halen take you out. Thank you.